And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 11 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian who is walking on air, because even though her derriere has found its way to Delaware, her ring finger has some new flair, and now she'll have good health care. It's Jackie Johnson. And she's a comedian and actress who is starring in the very funny Netflix movie, The Wrong Missy. It's the right Lauren Lapkus. Tone Zone is here and not here at the same time. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the numb bus and say to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little marzipan truffles. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Kathy M. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. Bonus episodes. Got one this month with uh, Chef Jeff, Jeff Fox, uh, behind the scenes content, videos, including this thing that we're recording right now. And I'll get into the fact that, once again, everyone's teeth sparkling white, and then mine, which in real life I believe are white enough, sun yellow. Um, you can see this video, patreon.com slash Allison Rose. And I would like to introduce my guest. Very, very excited. First time on the Thursday show. Not first time on this show, though. She is just tearing up the Netflix charts right now, starring in The Wrong Missy. She's pot in the words of... Fellow guest today, Jackie Johnson. She's podcast gold. It's Lauren Lapkus. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this crew here. It's, it's very, very exciting because, as you know, since you're a really good friends with Jackie Johnson, or so I've been led to believe. I don't know what she's uh, talking about. She's got... <laughs> All sorts of stories that we need to hear about because Jackie's just changed her whole life since the last time we talked to her. Jackie, I want to hear everything. Hi, I'm so excited Lauren's here. It's literally like my four best friends on the call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tony's wearing a pink shirt. That's right. No, Tony. Tony Thaxton. Hello. Hello. Are those popsicles or small Italian flags on sticks? Uh, (laughs) I wish it was Italian flags on sticks, but it is unfortunately popsicles. I think I bought this (laughs) shirt like the day before shit went down so this was like my last purchase before everything went to hell are you wearing a a memorial day uh well (laughs) i would love to say yes but did not realize it was memorial day until about an hour ago so oh i actually wore a usa shirt and i didn't even think about it being Uh, connected to memorial day but i think we are all very patriotic (laughs) (laughs) so i am wearing a jacket that has puff sleeves. I don't own puff sleeves and sort of philo- philosophically I'm kind of opposed to them, I think, because they're so perky. But um, I have puffy sleeves and it's like a light femme print and I put it on and I thought I'm just going to change it up for today's video. And I walked out into the family room and Elliot said, why are you dressed so weird? <laughs> so that's my that's my Lauren that's my three year old son so he knows how I normally dress so what I'm saying is patreon.com if you want to see me looking so weird um, that's Lauren, so crazy I feel like I said stuff like that to my mom when I was a kid like she cut her hair and I'm like no which is like the worst response you could get but my mom 
underwent, I don't know if it was like my dad was turning 50 and she was concerned that he was going to go through a midlife crisis. I don't know what it was, but she had a very particular 80s mom, late 70s, 80s mom way of dressing. And then she met with like a personal stylist who revamped her entire look. And this, that's like very, it's not, it would not be something that I would normally do. It was very out of character for my mom. And all of a sudden she was wearing very trendy kind of low cut shirts and like big clunky. That was more like what we think of 80s style accessories. And I was so threatened by this. I'm like, where did my mom who used to wear like giant denim maxi skirts and blouses and like a thin gold chain, where did that mom go? And I remember her stylist lady had an accent and she kept being like, oh, my mom's name is Shelly. She's like, oh, Shelly, that's so sexy. It's so sexy. And I was like, I hate this woman. Bring back my mom. I'm not mad at Shelly getting her groove back. I mean, this sounds great. This sounds like a movie. Can Lauren play your mom in this movie? I'm loving this. I know. Jackie, I do. I I need to get into like all the Jackie Johnson details. First, let's just quickly say. So Lauren, I think I already said this, but uh, if not, I'll say it again. Starring in The Wrong Missy, huge movie on Netflix right now, playing opposite David Spade. Um, it's an Adam Sandler movie, which I was, I just went back and listened to when you were on my podcast the first time, and you were saying that like that was your favorite era of SNL, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And I've been saying it forever that I've always loved Adam Sandler, David Spade, Chris Farley. Those are like my favorites. So it's been like so cool to get to be part of their stuff. It's been really You're exciting. so good in the movie, and it's so physical, was it and this I think this question speaks to my mental state right now. Was it exhausting? It really was exhausting. Um and Jackie knows cuz she came to visit me during it and it was really exhausting, but it was really fun and cool, but I've never gotten to be a lead of something first of all in on that level. So that already was like a lot of pressure and it was exhausting f- because you're in like most of the scenes. But then the character is like off the wall and covered in like mud or water the entire time. So it was like very emotionally <laughs> challenging every day to like push through. But I, I loved doing it. I mean, I love playing big characters. So this was like exactly what I want to do. But it does take it out of you every day. I, I give Melissa McCarthy a lot of credit for everything she's been doing over the years. And I was reminded that you're very particular about the foods you eat, which is good because we have a segment we'll do later, which where I think that'll come into play. But there's a scene where you're dealing with fish and like fish guts get on you. Was that real? That was real. They on the day the or the day before the prop master told me like, hey, uh, let me talk to you for a second. I, I ordered this like fake fish gut stuff, but it didn't come in time, and so we have to use real stuff. And I thought he was kidding, and then he was like, no, like we really have to use real fish guts. And then I just was like, okay. And then they threw fish guts on me, and then they CGI'd in some like you know flapping uh, fins and stuff when they throw it on me. But <laughs> I have to say, I feel like since I was last on your show, my palate has expanded a lot. I'm much really? more open than I was a few years ago about food. I now love sushi. I now eat many things I probably said I've never had. Will Tons you eat of- creamy things? Cause I remember one time you said you won't eat anything creamy. <laughs> Um, I don't really feel that way anymore. That's interesting. So yeah, I, I've what? changed. I've changed. <laughs> Tony, can you play the snack chat drop? I can. You're dressed for it. <laughs> snack chats. Lauren, when you were on, it was pretty much just chicken fingers and dry sandwiches. I've changed. I've changed. I've you, really changed. At that time, you said you'd eat sushi, but not if it had fish in it. Well, yeah. 
See, see what I'm saying? I, I now will try most things. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to my husband, Mike. He's opened my, my mind to a lot of foods. And when we first started dating, he was like, just try sushi. You're going to like it. And I did. And then I liked it. So it was like, that was kind of eye opening. Like, oh, I just ate it and it was good. I should stop being a baby about this. And if I try it and don't like it, that's fine. But you should try it. So what was your gateway fish? Like what, um, what kind of sushi salmon, did you start with? Salmon, sushi. Um, and I, I, I now will try most things. I mean, we've gone to Japan a couple times and um, had crazy sushi there. I feel like I've never found the American version or whatever I'm finding at Sugarfish or whatever here. I've never come across in, in Japan. So I've eaten some things that are pretty shocking to my my past self, I think. But mm. um, but I'm proud of myself. I feel like it's a really good. It, I being a picky eater is one of the worst things because it's so you you feel scared of like restaurants and dinners and like eating at someone's house and like it just adds pressure in places you don't need it. Like I don't want to be thinking about food when I, well, I remember be having a good time. You said that it made dating hard. Yeah, because it's like uncomfortable and it feels like a childish thing to be like on a date and be like, I won't anyone eat that. You know, it's just kind of like annoying. It kind of feels like everybody's judging you, I feel like, too. People hate picky eaters. They really, and I was a picky eater for 30 years, so. But Jackie, you're (laughs) vegan, so you're frequently having to. I'm technically a picky eater because I don't eat anything. But that's like a principle. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, yeah, but it's still annoying. Like I, it's a, it's a thing and it's a, and I try to be the most unannoying vegan. Like I really, truly make it so easy. Like if I have to eat French fries and like a salad with no dressing for dinner, I will do it and I won't make a peep about it because I don't want to inconvenience anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But She's there's vegan vegans well. that make a big stink. And I'm glad. More, you know, power to the people. It's great. But I just personally, like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. I don't want to be annoying. Like, I do my best. But I heard on Throwing Shade that Ben said he's a vegan now because of you. Is that true? Honey, I'm I'm going to become Jewish and he went vegan. So, yeah, we did it. our best. I need but to he- read Ben's book. I've decided. They was, it's on my list to go purchase. Yeah. The Throwing Shade episode with him is really great because they start, they, like, pick out some of the best parts of it and kind of it it really piqued my interest even more i mean i have a copy that i've perused but i haven't read the whole thing and i was like oh wait that's like crazy that 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 constitution says that or whatever like it is it's dense it's dense it's a dense document like he did his best to make it kind of um lighter but it took me like five months to read it. <laughs> I would read like five pages every week or something. Like, it's not, I'm not a big reader, but it, uh, people are really enjoying it. It's yes. called OMG WTF. What does the Constitution Does the Constitution actually say? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Jackie, really interesting. And Feel buy us- it, please. We're trying to buy a house. Okay. <laughs> you gotta buy it. Everyone's got to buy it. And it's half mine now. <laughs> Just I, okay. I want to know about how it went down. When Jackie joined Lauren in Hawaii while you were filming the wrong Missy. But first I feel like let's just, let's just, I need to know about your move to Delaware and you're now engaged. Please fill us in Jackie. Okay. I still have only exclusively discussed this on your show. Um, I love it. None of this has been discussed on Natribute, um, which is crazy, but I've started, I've sort of started putting like a slice through my personal shit. That's all going on Patreon now. I love that. 
Tony. Tony. I'm sorry. I was typing something. What did I miss? <laughs> She's oh, I'm sorry. Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Tony's not paying attention to his job. Uh, oh. No, part Excuse of the job me. is taking, taking notes. notes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I, I was pimping you out to make the Patreon sound. But it's not fair because it's not Allison's Patreon. It's my Patreon. That's fu- hey, we are equal opportunity. Sorry, do it. Is everyone Patreon. There we go. And I, I, just wanted saying- to, I want to interrupt Jackie for a second and say that I also have a Patreon. Patreon. Earlier, There's- Horn was saying that we we're all patriotic, and I was like, honey, we're not patriotic. We're patriotic. Ooh, uh-huh. that's so true. So true. Anyway, okay. Uh, so there's a sound that we make, though, a, a thing that Tony plays when we get an exclusive Jackie update. Let's hear that's it. That's true. Tony Thaxton. <laughs> there it really is. Good. Okay. Okay. Living so- spaces. I love it. <laughs> exactly. That's it, baby. I love a jingle. So the exclusive is that, you know, I flew to Delaware and I reveal that on your show. And uh, I did get a few um, angry messages, but but not that many. But not that many. Yeah. And I understand because I have been the biggest like judge Judy about people not social distancing. I mean, I have narked people out. I have judged. I've sent mean texts about the poppy fields. I've been a real, <laughs> I've been a real judge, Judy. So the fact that I all of a sudden was in Delaware obviously shook some people. I get it. Um, but, you know, I talked about it on here and I said, if y'all want to come for me, you can. I totally understand. Um, but we did every precaution we could possibly have including quarantining in this house and not leaving. Um, and I actually walked to the beach to, to do a video and got reamed for it by a government official. What happened? <laughs> so I'm not leaving this house, literally. Online like, or in person? Uh, over the phone. <laughs> they called How you? tiny is this town? <laughs> or is it someone well, related okay. to him? So ben, Ben's brother works in government. And he works for Delaware. He he's a he is a senior advisor to the to the mayor, and mm-hmm. that's public knowledge. I don't feel weird disclosing that. But he called me and was like, "Get your ass off the beach! You were supposed to be in quarantine." And I was like, "Okay, I hear you. I wasn't near anyone. I wore a mat. Like I did everything I thought, but I thought it would be okay. But I got I got uh, set straight. No more beaches. No more anything. We are not leaving this house. I haven't been anywhere. We wore masks the whole time, and it was a risk. I was risking my health." I don't feel I was risking others because I was pretty positive I didn't have the sickness. I'm pretty sure when I got on that plane that I was healthy and I wasn't going to get anybody else sick. I knew when we got here we'd be quarantining. So I risked my own damn health to come here. And uh, I I didn't come here to get engaged. I didn't risk my life to get engaged. It had nothing to do with that. I didn't even know that was going to happen. I came because we wanted more space because literally our mental health was rapidly declining being in that apartment, the two of us trying to work. We have a house here with space and we're staying. We're not going anywhere, you know? So it was a move and I got some emails. I got some messages. Yes, people were mad or or had some feelings about it. And I discussed it with them, um, all the precautions that we took and why we did what we did. And it is what it is. I mean, if anybody wants to get mad at me, you have that right. What was like the tenor of their... What was the tone? Like, what, what were these angry messages like? Well, I think a lot. So there are people who live in beach communities. Yes. And they're not they're thrilled not, with people like you. Yeah. Um, which I get. Um, but I will just say that the Sheehan's are members of this community and have been for like 50 years. I mean, like, you know, it's not like we're fl- flowing into this city. I, again, I have not left the house. I'm not going out. I'm not infecting people. I'm, you know, I'm being very respectful. Um, and this is their home. 
um, and it is Ben's home. Um, but I hear you. You know, they don't want people coming flooding in from their big cities with their infestation and then, you know, smearing it around their communities. I totally hear that. And I just want everybody to know I'm doing my best to not make that happen. And then my other question, how did he know you were on the beach? Did he see it on social media or did he see you on the beach? Yeah. No, no. I put a photo up. Okay. Yeah. I put a photo up. (laughs) Yeah. And you said the airport was super weird. (laughs) Yeah. The airport was fucking eerie, man. Oh my God. What was it like? So, you know, when you pull into LAX, how it's literally bumper to bumper traffic, it's like seven fucking lanes of bumper to bumper traffic. Mm -hmm. Not a car. That's so not weird. a car. It looked like they were filming a movie, like empty. And, and then, how was the actual plane? It was pretty full. Ugh. See, that's yeah. what I, I've wondered if that's not. I, I wonder, or that doesn't surprise me because fewer people are flying, but I think they're probably doing fewer flights. They're to doing match. way. Mm-hmm. They're doing way fewer. We got here in like four hours. Um, normally it's a five and a half hour flight. I mean, we fucking oh, flew. Interesting. And I think it's because the skies are empty. So planes can take like way more direct routes and mm-hmm. two, the flight was less heavy because there weren't that many, you know, it was still, I'd say it was probably 70%. Full. I mean, again, we were in first class. <laughs> and um, <laughs> What is your life? <laughs> Look at, isn't it, isn't it insane? You're in first class. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell y'all, but there were people everywhere and, the thing about first class was I didn't take my damn mask off. I was wearing one of those N95s. Like, it literally shoves into your cheeks. I mean, it, like, makes a vacuum seal. And they were like, would you like chicken or lasagna? I'm like, I'm not eating. <laughs> oh, right. People were eating. People were taking off their masks and just. Yeah, and for a four-hour <laughs> flight, like, what is wait? wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And the guy also looked at me. I mean, I guess I couldn't really tell because he had a mask, but I could tell in his eyes that he was like, what? You don't want food? And I'm like, I don't want, first of all, I'm vegan. Okay. So there's no options for me. <laughs> but second of all, I don't want the damn COVID food. I don't want to take this mask off. And then when everybody started taking their masks off, I was losing my mind. That would make losing me so my nervous. Mind. But what, what kind of person is taking their damn mask off to eat their shitty rubbery chicken on the fucking flight? I mean, I was uh, beside myself. I didn't want anything to do with it. So I didn't even take a sip of water. I was da- I was like, no. So I don't know. But it's been, it's been 10 days. I feel Good. perfectly Good. fine. No fever every day. So I don't know. I know a lot of people don't show symptoms at all. Uh, so we're, again, we're going to quarantine and we're doing everything we can to be safe. But I, it was I look a crazy at- experience. I look at your photos and like just the beauty and you in your bathing suit and Chooch is living her best life. And are you just having the best time? I mean, you know, it's kind of it's it's lovely and it's definitely a better quality of life than it was in our apartment in L.A. with one bathroom. Where, when again, every time Ben would be on the phone with a congressman, I'd be taking a dump and he'd hear the flush. You know, like <laughs> that was our old life. So, yeah, but I'm still depressed. Like, I keep being like, is life going to go back to normal? Are we ever going to have a normal life? Like, yeah, it just feels like I'm sitting around. I'm trying to make a living. Like, I was so excited about this year. I was like, this is my year, sweetie. Lauren had her big movie premiere. Like, this was our year, honey. What is up? Like, what is everyone's uh, feeling about life? And where are you guys right now, Allison and Tony? Like, what's the vibe mentally and hopefully? 
Um, I feel a little bit numb. I feel like I've I've been real up and down, and I'm sort of having trouble anchoring myself in space and in any timeline, if that makes sense. Like time, I'm experiencing it in such a weird way. It's now weird to me that we're on what, like day 70 or something, 70 something of this. Um, I feel like, I feel a little bit like I'm just into a routine. Um, We're trying to figure out when it's safe to have childcare again. And I, I took, um, oh, and that's my one-year-old to a pediatrician appointment. And she said the the doctor said she thought it would be safe to have our nanny back. But she's also someone who said at the very, very, like back in February when I said, what, what's your feeling about coronavirus? And she's like, you have nothing to worry about. So I don't know. See, you know, I, my doctor, I went to a doctor's appointment that was just normal in March. And I was supposed, or I think maybe it was in February, and I was supposed to go travel in March to New York for a job. And I mentioned that, um, and he was like, mm, why are you going there? And I was like, it's a job. And he was like, mm, I wouldn't go there. Mm. Nope. It's going to be bad. And I was like, mm, what? And he was like, don't, you should not do it. And then I just like waited for the job to be canceled. But it was, he was very like aware. And I feel like, so, you know, it's just, it was crazy to hear that. And at the time I was going, what? I feel like he thinks it's going to like be a problem. You know, it's just yeah. it was so ignorant, but I didn't know. Um, would you have canceled or would you would you have gone? Oh god, it was getting really crazy cuz I I wanted the job and I was excited about it but the news was start every day was getting worse and worse and I was just waiting for it to be moved cuz everything else was being canceled that I knew about and so um I kind of figured it would happen so I I was planning if I knew there was another woman who was supposed to go and she told me she she bailed and so I was mm-hmm. like I'll just wait until the last second, but I'll do the same thing if it comes to that, if they're really thinking I'm going to have to fly there. Because I don't want to go into the epicenter of everything for no reason. That doesn't make any sense. But um, they eventually canceled it and moved it uh, eight more times. And so we're still moving it. I mean, it's good that you didn't go. Uh, Catherine Burns, you know, my two-time Emmy-winning best friend, she (laughs) flew to New York and was on set. And they canceled the job while she was on set. So she risked her life twice and didn't even get to work. And Sarah Silverman stuck in New York. She was there for a job as well. I just learned that uh, Ben Folds is stuck in Australia. He was on tour in Australia when all this got serious, and he's stuck there currently still. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but I just flew. I really feel like just fly. I don't know. If you need to get out and get back home and get somewhere or whatever, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm like you in the sense that I'm very judgy of what everyone's doing, and um, it's it's hard. It's a hard position to be in because I also want everyone to like do what is best for them. But then you're also going, well, where are you going? And when are you? It's like, I want I, I want mean, everyone to do what's best for them as long as it conforms with what I think is the right thing to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, you guys, I need to talk to you about Embark uh, for a minute, but then I, I, we still need to hear about Jackie going to Hawaii and we need to hear about the engagement and we have so much stuff we have to oh get to. Yes. Um, and I also want to know about Lauren, how your experience of doing all these podcasts remotely has been, but uh, Embark DNA is a, Lauren, have you done this for your dog? Franny, right? No, yes, Franny, but I have not. 
You should. Jackie did it with Chooch. I did it with Wendy. Tony still needs to do it with Moose. Um, so Embark is a DNA test kit for your dog, and they can identify over 350 breeds, types, and varieties, and screen for over 175 genetic health conditions to help your vet provide the best medical care for your dog. It's like the most comprehensive dog DNA cool. test kit on the market. It's really simple. It's just a cheek swab. Um, and then one of the, my favorite things is you can be connected to all these relatives of your dog. So I, Wendy has so many relatives out there uh, and there's sort of like a social networking thing that you can opt in or opt out of. I have created a bio for Wendy. Initially, it all it said was fat, but I've changed it. I forget what it says now because she has lost some weight. Um, I, I don't think anyone else was amused, but I was very amused by it previously. But anyway, um, yeah, I've talked to uh, people that own relatives of hers. And sh- Jackie, you found, you're like... Before all this happens, you are going to meet up with uh, a Chooch relative, right? Chuchi has an aunt in Palo Alto, and I am planning a road trip. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) It was the most amazing email I've ever gotten. I'm certain that Naomi Paragon's dog is related to mine. They look identical. And well, you've got to get Embark DNA. You've got it and do That's it. That's actually a really good reason to do it. Hello. Right now, I Embark used, has an, I used Allison's code. Right now, Embark has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save 15% off your dog breed and health kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save 15% today. EmbarkVet.com and use promo code best friend. Also, I need to talk to you guys a bit about ancestry. It's been more than 75 years since many courageous soldiers, maybe even your grandfather, left home to fight for the highest possible purpose. Not my grandfather, but maybe yours. Explore our new collection of untold stories from World War II. Then find and honor the veterans in your family who served. Uh, You may be familiar with the major events and battles of World War II, but there are so many more stories to uncover. The skill and bravery of the Tuskegee Airmen and all African-American squad of fighter pilots. The incredible women who trained to become pilots and mechanics. The Japanese-American battalion that became one of America's most decorated units, despite discrimination against Japanese-Americans at the time. And honor the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II, Ancestry has just released a U.S. draft card collection from World War II. Their their collection of documents is just like unparalleled. The amount of stuff they have and then when your relatives' names pop up on stuff that's added to their collection, you get these little um, family tree hints sent to you and it's really fascinating. They have over 36 million draft cards completed by fighting age men in the United States across the country during that time, whether they ended up serving or not. There's a great chance that you could find your relatives in this collection. It can help you learn more about what their lives were like. Uncover your ancestors' personal details in our World War II U.S. draft card collection, which shows details like home address, physical description, and more. Discover your untold stories and more. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash best friend to start discovering your story today. That's Ancestry.com slash best friend. Ancestry.com slash best friend. Okay. Jackie. Yes. Please fill us in on that that beautiful and unusual pink ring on your finger. I want to so hear everything about this. And I want to hear. I didn't even know about this special gemstone till you told me about them. And now I've done some research. Oh, interesting. I mean, Lauren, you've heard the story. Lauren, was I know, on my but Zoom I like, I like to hear it again. And I like to hear, I think this is a sweet story. And also I love when people are surprised. 
I mean, it is so hard to pull one over on me in general, but also the fact that we literally are a foot apart and we've been only a foot apart for like three <laughs> months straight is incredible that he did this. I literally did not know. And, and I'm very impressed. Yeah. So fill us in. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, so we did purchase this ring in February. Okay. So did I know it was coming? Yes, but I did not know when, um, because we're adults, you know, it's my second marriage. You know, we've been around the block. We're both in our mid thirties. Like, and I just said, you know, we decided we wanted to do this. And I said, okay, well, just so you know, I would like to pick out my ring. He said, great. So we went and we researched and we went around to places. We did appointments, all that. So, so that's step one. So, so I wasn't a hundred percent surprised. You know, we had discussed this step, but it was a morning. I came down the stairs. It was a lovely day. I, I took Chooch Potty and I was singing the, the opening song in Oklahoma um, because it was a beautiful day. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful, beautiful morning. Been, what a beautiful He must have just morning. been loving when you were singing that, like, oh, this is going to be good. And yeah. funny enough, Ben played Curly in Oklahoma in eighth grade. So that was another layer. <laughs> But I was just, yeah, I was just, I was just in a good mood and, but I had not brushed my hair. I hadn't brushed my teeth. (laughs) 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 I didn't do my skincare yet. I didn't do my skincare. I was wearing sweatpants um, that I had slept in. You know, I was not my freshest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Ben was like, uh, hey, I have to watch this gerrymander documentary for my speech tonight because he was doing a virtual event for his book. He was like, I got to watch this gerrymander documentary. Would you mind watching it with me right now? And I was like, what do I have to do today, buddy? I'm free, you know? So I made my breakfast. It was a granola and a banana, and I was sitting there eating it, and we were watching this documentary. It's called Slay the Dragon, by the way. Very interesting. And the documentary I find that hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honey, you know, this is my life now. (laughs) Okay. So bring it on. (laughs) <laughs> so we're about 10 minutes in. It's talking about Flint, Michigan and how gerrymandered Michigan is. And I'm sitting here eating this. And I say to Ben, like, man, poor Michigan. Like, this sucks for them. This is. And all of a sudden, the screen goes white. And I'm like, oh, damn it. The Netflix is broken. You know, whatever. Because there was a whole Netflix interface. It was this whole thing. But wow, I didn't that's know, really but he, good. He, he had faked all of it. So it, he had embedded it into the movie. It was a fake video. He had hooked the computer up. It was this whole thing. So all of a sudden it said for Jackie on the screen. And it goes into like all these videos. And if you are on my Patreon, you can see the video. Um, I have posted it on Patreon. Um, the clean version. There were a few scenes I cut because I thought they were a little too risque. Um, like was me there like a underwear. dick pic in the middle? No, but it was like me dancing around in my this? underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, um, it was just like a picture of me in my underwear. And um, I when I was when I performed that in that punk band, I like did a high kick and like showed my pussy to everybody. Like it was, I just cut a few <laughs> things out to make it more family friendly. It's fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this video started and it was um, footage that Ben had taken of me because like he always we he like films me all the time acting stupid or sometimes I dance around the house and then I don't realize he's filming me and like we have we're it's cute you know. <laughs> um, and it was so, but I still didn't know that's what this was. I did not know that's what this was because it's, uh, that was our anniversary of like the day we became officially boyfriend and girlfriend last year. So I just thought, oh, he did something cute for our mm-hmm. anniversary. I literally still didn't get it. 
And we met on, we, we matched on Raya, which Lauren was there when it happened, um, when I was in Hawaii visiting her. But we matched on Raya, which is a dating app. And on Raya, you have a song that's like your song on your profile. And my song was Sugar, We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy. And so that was the song in my video that Ben made. And then the next song was How Will I Know by Whitney Houston, which was his song. Um, and it was just footage. And it was really cute. And there was like a story. And then he did a, a bit about Chooch. Um, and it like literally I started sobbing, even though I still didn't get it, even though I've watched the video a hundred times and it says, it's not just you I'm asking. So he was like saying he like asked Chuchi for permission to marry me or whatever, but I still somehow didn't read that or whatever. I didn't get it until the end of the video when he, there's a photo of my ring and there's a photo of us buying it. And like the song was playing that when we bought the ring, there was a song playing that, um, that we were in Shake Shack. We walked to the Shake Shack downtown and I was literally sobbing, eating my hamburger, like sobbing. Cause I was just like, this is so special. I can't believe somebody cares about me so much that they would take me to buy this ring and like all that stuff. So I was just, like sobbing. And so that song was in it. And then I finally was like, what the fuck? My hair's not brushed, you know, like, so then we go outside and he's like, look over there. And I see his, um, Chooch's cousin, his brother's dog, his Frenchie, coming around the corner. And then his brother and his wife have signs, and his parents are there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So he gets down on one knee and, like, proposes to me. And I'm like, I I still was in shock. Like, I imagine this happening many times, and I never expected that to be my reaction. I thought I would just be, like, sobbing and, like, so happy. But I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was so (laughs) surprised. It didn't hit me until, like, an hour later, and then I was, like, sobbing. What did the sign say? Um, One of them said, welcome to the family with the UT Texas T, because they're very collegiate in this this family. And then one of them said, um, kooky southern (laughs) (laughs) sister-in-law. Wait, so none of them went to University of Texas, right? No. They just thought you would feel most at home seeing an emblem from your college? (laughs) 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 That is possibly my favorite detail from this story it's that's very so sweet cute. yeah congratulations it's, it's really cute yeah you know they're great they're great y'all are gonna love them that's awesome so cool so lauren you were there when jackie matched with this guy on raya yeah well we were was that when we were on the beach no well i remember i told you i was like i go do you know ben sheehan is and you were like i feel like i know him from funny or die or something yeah and um and then I'll, you googled him and you're like oh yeah i've met him or whatever and I was like, um, yeah, so I've always liked him. And, and we just matched, remember? I was like, I do. I do. It was crazy. Well, the whole, it was so fun to look at Raya because I've never been on a dating app. And so I was like really living vicariously through your Oh, yeah. We were having so experience. much fun. It was hilarious. And Raya has like celebrities on there. And so we saw some celebrities. I mean, it was like really crazy. So we were having fun. But then that was very cute. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that in that moment, there was like that little spark happening. And we, it just, we didn't know where it would go. It's, I know. Cool. It's, it's a wild it, basically i applied for raya i didn't know if i was going to get accepted because you know it's this, there's this whole tribunal of people but i don't anyone know doesn't crazy. know raya is a dating site with celebrities that you have to both pay and apply to be on it's they call it celebrity tinder but yeah. it's not obviously like they let me on so it, it's like p- artistic people quote unquote like yeah there's people, like a lot of djs yes <sighs> a lot of artistic directors a lot of I want to be on just to see what goes on there i know i mean honestly like my marriage <laughs> fell apart and i was like 
well, the silver lining of this is I finally get to look at Raya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'll keep that in my but, pocket. Hey, Tony. Right. I know. I've, I'm, I, told, I've been, I told him to get on it. And I've been on the waiting list for like five months. Oh, that's <laughs> so I got to know someone who knows someone, I guess. I hate that you got waitlisted because that essentially means a no. <laughs> well, it's no, but it did say that I was approved because like a couple people recommended me that are on it or like gave me their yeah. friend pass or whatever it's called. But yeah, still, oh, okay. still nothing. Sh- sure, Tony. <laughs> Who gave you your friend pass? Can you uh, say? Uh, Mike Cassidy. Mike Cassidy's on Raya? He was. That's I don't know if he still is, but yeah. <laughs> How interesting. Wait, well, what's anyway. a friend pass? So if you're on it for a while... Or if you try to leave, they give you a friend pass, and that you can like text it to somebody, and that just basically puts them to the top of the list. But I've heard all this crazy shit about the friend pass. Like if you get if you get on with a friend pass, you only get shown other friend pass members. I don't know if that's true. Hmm. I hate because this, and I'm so fascinated by it's it. So stupid. Really want it's in. so dumb. It's so dumb. I was I had texted my friend Bree Esrig. And I was like, hey, I think I want to get on Raya. And she was like, okay, I can give you a friend pass, but I recommend trying to get on without one first. Because if you get on with a friend pass, it like messes your algorithm up. So I was like, sure, I'll see. And when I got approved, I was, I remember I landed in LA from South by Southwest and I texted Lauren and I go, guess what? I got approved. I go, I'm not going to open this app until I'm on the beach with you in Honolulu. <laughs> so because I was, I was like, it was our moment. We were yeah. both like married ladies that missed the dating world. You know, yeah. We missed this online yeah. dating world. So, so I didn't open it until we were on the beach. How do you guys know each other? Through UCB, we were on a sketch team um, in 2010. Yeah, together, 2010 um, yeah. at UCB. So that's how we met originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So walk me through when you went to Hawaii, Jackie, because in my mind that is its own movie. Like, was that right when yeah. you there was a full when your movie happening with Jackie? Yes. As, as I was making this movie, it was truly. Oh like, yeah. I mean, I won't, I don't want to speak for you, but like the feeling of you coming there and you had like the whole, these, all these experiences every day that were like huge. It was an eat, pray, love. And by eat, I mean eating at Chili's with David Spade. Yes. It was very (laughs) funny. He was so nice. He was like, well, she can come meet me here. I was like, I'm sure she can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So was that like right when your marriage busted up? Yeah. I mean. It had been a little, eh, it had been like a, a little bit. It had been a little bit, but it wasn't like big information yet. Like mm-hmm. everyone, basically I called Lauren when everything happened and like, I feel so bad because she was literally in the middle of shooting this movie and she was like sobbing and I like, I was like her life. sobbing in a whole, yeah, yeah. A whole, a it was horrible. At a hotel. And then the, I mean, the maid at the hotel was cleaning my room so I couldn't go back in there. <laughs> and I was like sitting in the hall, like crying. <laughs> Wait, Lauren, you were sobbing because you had because you- I felt so bad for Jackie, yeah. and I just couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. And I mean, yeah, I yeah. was in their wedding, and yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, Lauren was a groomsman in my. I wedding, was on his so side was, of the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah. yeah so, re- um, I remember seeing crazy. when you posted photos from there, and uh, I remember that was when I started piecing some things. I was like, it feels like something might be yeah changing here mm-hmm. and i was yeah. slowly putting it together yeah yeah well because lauren was so close to my marriage in many ways you know uh i she was i think one of like the second or third person i called 
Um, and, and I, again, felt horrible because she was in the middle shooting this big movie. But I think I kind of didn't realize at the time that she was literally the star of the movie. And it was like this big Netflix movie. Like, I didn't know. I was like, oh, Lord, no, and some I mean, indie fucking sketch. In I Hawaii. still want to know what's going on, obviously. Right. I wouldn't want to. That's no reason yeah. to not. Yeah. But so I, then, like, unloaded on her. So then you it said, can I come? How did that happen? Yeah. I think I had just, like, been saying, like, she knew I was... I mean, literally, when I talked to Lauren, I was on the floor. Like, it was the darkest time. It was horrible. And I just said, like, I was. I think it was when I was in Austin. I was like, hey, I'm thinking maybe just hopping in L.A. and then going right back to Hawaii. And she was, again, so busy. I mean, her, her hours on this movie were so long and crazy. And she was like, I'm going to be working so much. But, like, yeah, come. Yeah, because, I mean, we were staying at nice places and, like, you know, I wasn't even there all day, so you might as well enjoy the perks of it. So it it ended up being so great um, for me. It was very fun because it was nice just to have a friend around. Um, uh, and also I was help- happy that I was able to, like, help you in some way during that. But it was very emotional. I mean, it's just too much. It's too much to process. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to blow your spot, but, you know, Lauren is has been through a divorce. So it was another layer of, like, yeah. help and, and yeah. kind of encouragement and guidance. And, yeah, yeah so. For sure. Um, where in Hawaii were you guys? Um, uh, Oahu. Oahu. Yeah. Nice. So I always get I really confused about the islands, and I always feel like an idiot because I'm like, I could look this up right now and, like, know for sure what all the places are. But I, I've been to Hawaii, like, four times, and I never know where I am. It's really stupid. <laughs> Lauren, how was, unless you don't want to talk about it, which is totally fine, but how was your divorce? It was so fun. I, <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a um, similar situation, though, like a very long-term relationship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't think it's worth it, but I, it was, um, yeah, it was a long relationship and um, I, I, I don't know. It's just so crazy to go through something like that. And I think I never imagined myself going through something like that. Um, but it's what happened and was the correct thing to do. So I know that it's better for everyone involved. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's totally fine. It's just crazy. Like when you're going through it, cause I mean, that's been years now for me, like it's been four years. And so looking back at that and being like, wow, or maybe four and a half years, like, at that moment it feels like impossible and it's just Mm -hmm. like how are you ever going to get through this or like what is happening or everyone you think everyone's thinking about it or that it's you know or that your family is upset all the things that like come with that because when you get married you blend so many people's lives together so that's overwhelming um but just doing what's right for you is the most important thing and i think that it it kind of it gave me so much in my life, like so much confidence to do what I think is right, like in other mm. areas of my life. So I, I, I really appreciate the experience, even though it's annoying that I had to do it. <laughs> Tony, yeah. Lauren you- was really helpful with all that. Cause I was feeling all this guilt. Um, and she was like, fuck that, fuck that. Like, don't feel bad, you know? And, and, and it was just, cause I was just like, oh my God, all those people came to my wedding. All no one parents, gives a everybody. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that's that what she shit. said. She, yeah. she said, no one gives a shit. No one no, gives a shit. No. And I was just like, you know, uh, so many of us, over half the people who marry have been through this. And that's what's so crazy is like, it's, it isn't, we need to remove the stigma around it and, and, and the not feeling, feel the shame. Yes. And the feeling that like you put this money in or your family put money or whoever did into this wedding and it was this big event and everyone traveled and everything. 
at the end of the day, for everyone else, it's a party that they went yes. to. Yes. And for it was you, a trip. it's your relationship. So, and it's your life and it's your future. And when, I mean, for me, that's the most important thing. If anyone out there is like thinking about this or going through this, like you have to live your life every day. I almost want to cry, but it's like you are right. living with whoever you choose. So it is up to you to decide whether that's the right relationship for you. And it's not up to anybody else. And if your mom's like, what about, you know, no one cares. Like it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It, there's no convincing someone that they should stay in a relationship if they don't want to be in it. That's not fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no one else knows what your experience of it is either. They're not. No. In it. And I think that was such a huge revelation for me throughout that process and your experience, Jackie, like, going like, wow, I just have no idea what anyone's life is like. I just think I know because I see people out and about and you were like, oh, they seem to have a great time. People you- are really capable of, of uh, deceit slash <laughs> curation of a life that is not accurate for sure. And and the feelings inside, even if like it's not something, you, what you went through was particularly crazy and that was not my experience, but even if it's just you feel something that you can't express to anyone... And it's like you pretend you don't feel it. And that because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but quote unquote easier because I don't think that's true. It's because well, you don't want to rock the boat or mm-hmm. have to undo something that's like done already. It's really scary. And I think not expressing yourself, it just that when you have you set the precedence that you don't express yourself, you just keep doing that over and over again as it layers and builds up and all these things. And then you're just like, well, I'm just I'm fine. And you're definitely not. But then you just keep going because well how the fuck am i supposed to undo this or how am i supposed to right. well, I'm gonna tell people that i feel this way or you know it just feels impossible so it's not impossible though when you look at you you fucking killed it yeah i mean <laughs> we got this pink fucking ring it's like it all it all worked out so beautifully and you're but same happy- with you I mean, yeah, look same, at your yeah. hot husband, you know, we, I'm thrilled. we rose, sweetie. I'm thrilled. But I, but I, one of the things you said on the zoom that after you got engaged is that you were just like, you were just crying tears of joy and you were so happy. Like you could never thought you'd be so happy. And like, that is really what it's all about because when you're at the lowest point, it doesn't feel possible that you would ever feel that way again. And look, it right. happened fairly quickly. Like yes. you never know what life has in store, Never, bad, but I mean, there's a lot of good stuff always. But I wouldn't have been ready for Ben if I hadn't have done all the work that I did. And I did all that work because of how horrific everything ended with. Well, and I think Adam. that's something people need to know about your story is that it's not like you just were like, new guy. Like you did so much work on yourself and uh, and understanding yourself. On and my body. And yeah, I mean, just... <laughs> I mean, you had like in a positive way, like 16 pounds of flesh removed, right? <laughs> yeah, you just I got a whole new face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it takes that work. I mean, I think you went through a trauma. Yeah, so you're on the other side of it. It's amazing, Jackie. I do feel like people, some people listening, might be like, "What are they referring to?" And I, mm, to whatever I, extent I you, you got into it, how do you, how do you feel free? However, you want to answer that question because I. So I know you don't want to go into a lot of detail, but if but if someone is saying, "What are they talking about?" What would you say? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a really unfortunate situation that I really haven't gotten into in my personal life. I would say if if anyone's taking a class at UCB, just ask them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. also what's so crazy. We're in this community, this improv community that is so, I mean, incestuous and just like everyone's up in each other's business. 
with he yes anded too much. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, yes, uh, it would be remiss to not ask how you're doing given all the divorce talk. Are uh, you getting divorced or divorced or I don't know? Yes, the story. Yeah. Tony's in the club now. Shit, mm-hmm. I was at I didn't and know I was at, this and I was at his wedding. I was his. See, maid and you of don't honor. give a shit, right? Like it's okay. <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, you know, in terms of being friends with someone, it's okay, right? Jackie, my point being, you're in the wedding. <laughs> yes. But Tony, what's going on? I didn't know this, and I don't know how much you've talked about it on the show, but... Uh, I've talked about it a, a fair amount, I guess. Um, yeah, so it, it, the, it began in, like, the, we separated in October, so it's still, like, somewhat new-ish, and it's, we're still not officially divorced. Uh, we're, like, a month away from that. Um, I hate how they do that. Yeah. You have to like wait months. Yeah. So weird. But thankfully it's like, it's nothing ugly with us. Um, We tried to do it as easily as we could. Um, Improv wasn't involved? There was no, there was no improv involved. Um, but uh, you know, I think with all everything happening now with the the quarantine and and all this stuff, it's been both terrible and good for me at the same time because it's it's made this so much worse. I think because. I was so busy, and then also went on tour for a while. That had so many things to distract me. That then, when I got home and was actually alone for the first time, I thought I was doing better than I was. And I, I got home and was like, "Oh, I'm not nearly as far along as I thought I was." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, now we're all forced to be home alone. And uh, you know, I'm literally alone, which is why I got another dog. And then. Uh, but I think the benefit of it is it has forced me to sit with my thoughts and emotions and feelings that I didn't really deal with yet. Um, so it's at least kind of forcing that on me and kind of helping push me along to the next part, I think. Uh, I, d- I definitely still have some, some work to do, and, and I'm getting there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good and bad. Mm. Speaking of work, this podcast is supported by BetterHelp <laughs> Online. I'm the Segway Queen. And that was amazing. This podcast is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. These are extraordinary times. And with everything going on today, stress can start to feel overwhelming. If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, or isolation right now, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers online licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. So many people are using BetterHelp, in fact, and it's growing so quickly that BetterHelp is hiring more therapists. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, relationship, trouble, anxiety, family conflicts, depression, loss, trauma, and much more. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. You simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs, get matched in less than 24 hours, easily schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus exchange unlimited messages. If for any reason you're unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge, which I think is just a fantastic offer or fantastic feature. Uh, you can get professional help when you want, wherever you are. You can get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash best friend. Talk to a therapist online and get help. I also want to tell you guys about Madison Reed Home Hair Color. I love that they are a sponsor because I was already familiar with them before they came on the show. And I had recently read an article about um, best home hair coloring options because it's something that a lot of people are thinking about all of a sudden right now. Uh, It's something that I have personally never experimented with, even though I feel like I'd be good at it. It's just, you know, 
it's uh, it can be overwhelming. And anyway, this article that I read said the best one for home hair color is Madison Reed. And here they are. And now I'm super excited. My Madison Reed stuff is on its way. I'm doing a semi-permanent root reboot uh, and then also a gloss. But they also have all sorts of permanent hair color. And there's a quiz you take, which matches you Honey, with your right hand hair. over the roots. I need that. Do it. Madison Reed Root Reboot. Uh, yeah. And so there's a quiz that, that tells you where you fill out a bunch of stuff. And they, I think I'm 4C. Vernazza Dark Brown. Uh, Madison Reed gives you the tools you need so you can color with confidence. Get ammonia-free, multidimensional hair color delivered to your door starting at $22. Visit madison-reed.com. That's madison-reed.com. And now, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, that's Allison Rosen's your new best friend listeners, get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code Allison. That's code Allison. Okay. So, Lauren, you host and appear on all the podcasts uh how has it been doing everything remotely for you um it's been interesting i think in some ways it's been really nice because i like to see people but i tend to not set up in in this environment i'm not really like setting up zooms with my friends to hang out Mm -hmm. and stuff like it just doesn't sound fun even though it probably would be but so podcasting is kind of filling in that void or maybe that's why i don't set them up because i'm doing all these podcasts but yeah i'm seeing people i feel connected and i also like creating stuff and it makes me feel productive so it's helpful right now to be doing a lot of that stuff because i feel like i'm like something in my life is still normal um Mm -hmm. and i started a patreon in november and um i was oh oh wait what did you start a patreon patreon (laughs) in november and i i'm really thankful i started it back then because i have all the equipment i've figured out how to do it i've been you know my husband edits it and stuff so like it's already been a work you know a machine that we've been working for a few months so it was a pretty smooth transition but um, you know, it's been weird. I'm totally bummed out. I really want to go places and do stuff and like touch people and items, but um, I can't. So. <laughs> this is going to have to fill the void for a while. Lauren loves touching items. We all I love know touching that items. I love to touch items. Um, I what's really your quickly, favorite item to touch? Mm, um, a faux fur blanket <laughs> <laughs> at Pottery Barn. Um, I really want. I want to jump back really quickly because. Tony, one yes. thing I was thinking was like, maybe it's good that it happened when it did because it'd be worse to be quarantining with someone that you want to divorce, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have thought about that. Uh, that again, part would be really hard. Better to be alone. I've thought than about to go it through too. That. I'm like, if this happened a year ago or two yeah. years ago. Where are you going to quarantine and where are you going to go and how are you going to move? Oh my God, it would have been so hard. Mm-hmm. It'd be awful. No, no, no. Maybe the timing was okay. I just had to say that before we move on. Yeah, no, you're you're th- you're not wrong. It's like yeah, I, in some ways it's it's even it's worse, but then in some ways it's it's really good. Yeah, and I'm also wondering if like a lot of people are going to get divorced when stuff goes back to normal because they're like, I think you're so. <laughs> spending so much time together. I yeah. think so. I mean, I think the situation is just a pressure cooker, even for healthy, good relationships. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Because some of the daily stresses are gone. For example, my husband has a long commute and he hates it. And so he doesn't have that. And I think that he's actually, he's like a night owl and he just, 
either he refuses to adjust his schedule to his normal working hours or he can't. I don't know what it is, but I'm forever looking at him thinking, if you just went to sleep earlier and got up earlier, your life would be so much easier, but he just can't and won't. And suddenly that stress is removed. Like he's, he's, he's getting enough sleep. He's not stressed from his commute. Um, but then there's these other stresses of just being in each other's space all the time, you know, having no relief with the kids so I, I don't know. But it is it, that is interesting to me, the ways in which some and like for me, someone who so, you know, has some element of social anxiety, like, well, any all the obligations are now gone. Yeah, I have that, too, where I if I'm invited to a party, I want to go. And my impulse is like, yes, I'll go. And then mm-hmm. like when it's time to go, I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. I'm scared and mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And I don't know anyone or whatever, all the things. And so it's weird because like there's that is gone and that's kind of nice. And even like I've, I've been invited to some zoom sort of get togethers that gave me anxiety. I'm like, I'm not going to know anyone in the zoom. And then I'm like, I could just leave. Like, I don't know. It's almost easier than a party in some ways. Cause everyone is in the, on the same like level playing field of like, we're just sitting here looking at each other. So either you talk or you leave and it's fine and no one cares and it's awkward. Yeah. So how was it? Because I just got invited to a Zoom happy hour on Friday and I had just finished recording my show and I was so exhausted and I had to give the kids dinner. So they do it every Friday and it's like old friends of mine plus their spouses who I don't know. And some of them I know, but I don't know nearly as well. Um, And I just texted and I was like, hey, you know, I've got to do a million things right now. So I'm not going to make this one, but count me in for next week. But I really felt like an asshole for not going and I felt silly for not showing up. I think it makes sense. Like I, I, I have all the same anxieties that I have. Like I, this one that I got invited to, where I knew I would maybe only know one person. I was like anxious for like a day, and I was like, I could also just not go. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, but it's all the same stuff exists in this yes. time. I think I, the ones that I've really liked have been with old friends, though, where I feel like, oh, I really feel like we hung out. Like there's mm-hmm. just this feeling like I've been to one party that I didn't know anyone and it was like a birthday party where anyone could come and go as they please. And it was kind of fun just to like look at people and see who was there. I'm like, oh, there's Mark Hoppus and there's someone, you know, there's like interesting people in this Zoom. So like that's fun. But then you just exit when <laughs> you're Jackie's face. bored. Or you I know Mark you know, Hoppus. Yeah, I know. You know. That's my, he's my dad. Like, didn't you meet him when we did Bangarang? of man. I love it. Did you meet him when he did Bangarang? Honey, yes, I did. And I embarrassed myself so hard. I literally fall asleep sometimes thinking about how horrible that was. Oh, my what God. What happened? No. We need, I, what is Bangarang? Tell me everything, please. That's my old improv team. And um, uh, Mark Hoppus came and did monologues for our improv set one night. And was that connected through you, Tony? Uh, no, I had nothing to I do. Know. I do I know, know, I do know you. Mark, but I had nothing to do with it. You did it. Me? It was through I did. you. Yeah, I think he like DM. No, Lauren. I think oh. he like DM'd you on Twitter. Or oh, something. okay. I actually forgot. I I forgot. That makes more sense because he remembered me when I was in the Zoom, and I was like, I don't know how that would have been possible because I just felt like I was very. It was one of those. It's like when you meet someone, and you're like, there's just no way that they remember this interaction at all. Right. But that makes sense if I was the one tweeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you got you got him to come. But he yeah. came and did the did monologues, and and so we were all freaking out because it was so exciting, and he was like. You know, everyone loves him. I mean, everyone loves Blink-182. I mean, for me, it's the Beatles, Blink-182. And I know that might sound <laughs> insane, but he, they're my favorite band. They're so fun, like, and they're so nostalgic for me, too. I mean, like, that's, yeah. like, pure eighth grade for me. Like, feels... I can picture myself in my friend's basement room in this cement basement that she got to live in, and I was like, this rocks. 
Yeah. And people who get to live in things that are not exactly bedrooms are the coolest when you're young. Why yes. is that? Like, oh, he lives in like their um their greenhouse. Wow. That's so cool. Or it's like so the true. loft above the garage. Yeah. Yes. You know, because it's like, it's kind of like your own house. It's sort yeah, of like people like who had their apartment. own phone line back in the days of phone lines. Oh my God. Yes. I was so jealous of that. I had my own okay. phone and I had a TV. So I was like halfway there, but I didn't have my own line. Yeah. Like, I got my own line thing. and it was like the coolest. That is so cool. Then you got to put your own like voicemail message. Yeah. I had um, a beeper in um, high school that was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, it had a little screen and you could call and leave a message and an operator would type out what you said. So I would get a text basically on this kind of fat beeper thing. And it always I was had typed a fat wrong. beeper. It was so cool though. I loved it. It was just awesome. Like just mine to get a like, message. Mine was like a tumor. Yeah. Mine was like this big. It was, yeah. it was really cool. It was maroon and it was um, see-through. Mine was see-through. It was orange. Did you guys own them or rent them? I owned oh. it. You did okay because my dad had a beeper. He's a doctor, um, but though that like you couldn't even own them. This is way back oh, when. Okay, so you, you just be like rent. those are different. Those are like not. They're not maroon and see-through though. Well, because that was like not for fun. That was like important. Right. It was like the service <laughs> would pay him. You know, what's imagine so if funny? he just got what. I was just going to say, we're sitting here talking about like Blink-182 and like, we have a pop punk king on this That's very what I'm saying. Episode. That's why I thought he connected <laughs> us. Like, Tony, I was listening to Everything is Alright today on my friggin' bike ride. Produced like, by today. Mark Hoppus. Oh, no wonder it's <laughs> the best song ever. <laughs> oh, it's Jackie. so good. And it's about mental health. It, it, the lyrics are so like deep. I just, every time I listen, I'm like, I feel this song. If y'all haven't heard that song, you need to listen to it. Thank you. Have you? I had an experience. I was going to say, have you guys ever? But the thing I'm going to describe is so specific. I'm just going to make it about me because it was about me. I had an experience recently where I went back and listened to a band that I I liked. I wouldn't. Yeah, I liked this band a lot. I didn't listen to them for a long period of time. But like when I discovered them, I was super duper into them. And I'm specifically not. I'm not going to say their name. I was super duper into them. I went and saw them live a bunch of times. Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) No, friendly with the singer. And then. I was listening to their music and the I realized the lyrics which I had never really paid attention to were so bad that I would I couldn't like them anymore. Mm, Have you ever maybe had you that outgrew happen? it? Do you feel like you just like got mature? I, well, I still like the sound of the music. I please tell I, us who. Please tell us. I can't. I can't. Can I you tell you why. You think, you tell think us they're going to hear it, it and get offended? It's possible. It's po- I just don't, I, I'll bleep it. I would still I'll bleep it. Be like, oh my god, how are you? If I ran into them, Motion um, City soundtrack. <laughs> no, I don't think you would even know who they are. I don't. They were just a little band from Northern California. But anyway, yeah, the lyrics were just bad. Ooh, now I really um, don't know. Wait, Jackie, how did you embarrass yourself in Red front of Mark Hoppus? Basically, he's a god to me, and they left me unattended with him, and that was <laughs> not a good idea. So I inter- he introduced himself backstage. I was wearing a Blink One Eight Two T shirt. And I talked to him for a minute, and then everybody went to Birds, which is the the restaurant next door to UCB, which has become like the bar out of default. And I'll never understand why a chicken restaurant is like the local hangout, but it it's is so what true. It is. I never think of it as a chicken restaurant, but that I is hate what it. it is. I hate it. But anyway, um, so I walk in, and for some reason, he's alone. He goes, "Hey, Jackie, over here," you know. And they just left me alone with him, and I just went. Oh, I remember and, that. I remember that. Yeah, I, I've told you the story. It was horrible. I was like, I saw you at a, I saw you at Gracias Madre once. You know, that's like a <laughs> vegan restaurant here. He's like, oh, yeah. 
And I go, are you vegan? He's like, I'm vegetarian. I go, oh, cool. How come? And I was just like, and he's like, this doesn't yeah, sound was, so bad. No, it was horrible. And then I was like, he only, I was like, why'd you only have one kid? Like, it was just all, <laughs> you ask every <laughs> awkward question. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just all coming out wrong. And he was taking it like a champ. I mean, uh, he's been Imagine, a million I'm times sure all over the world. He's like, a nice man. I know, but I just wanted to like, I wanted my dad when I was meeting like my dad, I wanted to like present my best self and I just feel like I let him down and, and I did make, but I will say this, um, in 2018 at the end of the year, I went to Las Vegas and saw them at their residency and I was in the front, front, front. Like I made Adam stand in line with me for like hours so I could be the first person in and in the middle of the show, he literally recognized me. I know it. I know he saw me and goes, Oh, I met that girl at UCB. Like, I know he he clocked it. And then I was like, and then he like avoided eye contact me with the rest of the concert. Like, he knows I'm, he knows I'm the psycho that was asking him about his son. And like, it, it just, it was not good. Just take it from me. And I, if I could do it over, I would have been funny. I would have been charming. You'll meet but him again. But I was nervous. And then I bailed in the middle of our conversation. I was like, I, I got to get home and take care of my dog because I was like, get out early. You've made enough of a mess. Like I had to get out because I could have probably turned it around if I stayed. But my reaction was like, I need to get out of here. It is so hard when you have already um, like put your foot in your mouth or whatever to get out of it with someone like that. When you're like intimidated by them already and you're like nervous, not being yourself. There's like no saving it. I feel like I've had so many things like that where I'm like, I suck. I have to just exit. This is not going well. Do you guys know who I David know. Foster? Oh wait, no. What, I was just well, going to say Lauren was on some big fancy celebrity Zoom, and I want to know everybody on it. Oh yeah. Oh my. Let's God. hear that. Um, that <laughs> one had. Well, that one was Debbie Ryan's birthday party. So the, oh. the range of people was far and wide. She's worked with so many different people, and. Uh, and it was kind of like an open house. So you could kind of come and go. Um, Dabs Milo was there, an artist team that I think is really cool. Uh, they do a ton of amazing like artwork and murals and stuff like that. Um, who else was there? Those were the highlights in that moment, though. I was like kind of scouring the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have to click, yeah. like keep clicking for, you know, the, the next page of people? No, I had it on my computer. I have like a, a desktop computer. I, I can see everyone at once. So it was mm. pretty... It was solid. I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed the voyeuristic element of the Zoom in that sense where it was just like, I'm just going to sit here and see what's what. No one was really talking because it's like there's 50 people. Like, it's hard to want to take the floor. Is it... Now, when it's a situation like that, is it like 50 little heads or is it like 50 living rooms and there's people in and out of their own rooms? Like, well, both. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone. It's like this, but just like times 50 people like there's So mm. you just see everyone's little room and they're and then they'll like they might get up and get a snack and come back. And I mean, it's fucking weird. I don't know. This is this is so weird what we're doing right like in our lives it is yeah i had one a couple weeks ago and i it was a good friend i wanted to stop by but the same thing i knew i wasn't gonna know hardly anybody besides my friend that i was there for and when uh, this was like maybe 10 15 people and you know you're just listening to one-on-one conversations right and it's like it made me not want to talk because i'm like i just want to talk to my friend i'm I don't know these Tony, people. And... Were there any celebrities? Mm. No, no celebrities. I only go into celebrity Zoom. <laughs> I went to one celebrity Zoom where there I was told that in another room was Beyonce's mom. 
There were like multiple Zoom Wait, rooms what? happening. In another there were multiple room. Multiple Zoom rooms happening at once that one person curated, and Beyonce's mom was in one of them. <laughs> why? Why would <laughs> wait, why would someone curate a bunch of Zoom rooms at once? It's like a party. Like you go into the kitchen, yeah. you go into oh. the living room. Man, there's a whole Zoom world social life happening that I am not. There's the Raya of Zooms happening that I'm not yes. privy to. No, is it like the hottest Zoom too. ticket? But see, I've this is the thing. I, I still I got invited to a game night yesterday, and I didn't go because I was socially anxious about who was going to be there. And it's like, the, it is that the whole point is that we're not supposed to be having FOMO now, and I am having FOMO. <laughs> What's going on? I'm telling you, the Hollywood elite will find a way to cut us all out. Well, David Spade was telling me he. I mean, he was talking about it on Fallon too. He was on a Zoom with like fucking like leonardo dicaprio and like 20 people who were all a-list celebrities. i was like what who curates the zoom how is the right. zoom happening where did it start i don't are agents involved in this do we need to get our representation in <laughs> i don't <laughs> although know i don't going. know like i would be afraid to go so back to awkward celebrity stories you guys know who david foster wallace is yes mm-hmm. author um so he when i was a senior in college we read his books in class and then after i graduated he he ended up te- he ended up committing suicide um sometime after so it's a sad story that that has nothing to do with this but just uh why did i feel the need to bring well, that up i, I was know. gonna say it too i almost chimed in and said that and i don't know yeah why he did that. he, so, he is yeah, no longer a, with it's us an important part um, of the story i think on some level Yes. So anyway, he ended up teaching at Pomona College, though, after I graduated. But before they hired him, he came and gave a lecture. And a lot of um, former students who had studied his work came. And he was like a, it was like seeing a, you know, a rock star perform. So anyway, I was like in line to shake his hand or get an autograph or something afterwards. Um, And I like shook his hand and I said, I'm a really big fan. And he said, you don't look so big. And I went, and people who can't see this is just me having like zero to say and (laughs) wanting to impress him with how I'm like fast and funny, but I had no response to his kind of dumb joke. And then he goes, it's a joke. And I'm like, no, I know. (laughs) Okay. Bye. And I had no, and I I wanted so badly to show him that I was witty. And instead I just like, I looked scared and dumbfounded. And that was my Mark Hoppus moment. You hoppus. I had had that with Amy Sedaris. I waited in line. I watched her speak at Barnes and Noble in Chicago. This was like 2008 and I, which was amazing. I was like in this packed room at Barnes and Noble. And then I waited in line for like hours and then got her to sign my book and she said, I'm trying to remember what she said, because I used to remember it over and over again, painfully. And I'm actually kind of happy I can't remember it right now, because that means that I've um, grown in some way. But um, <laughs> she said she said something about how tall I was. And then I was like, burp, burp. like I said, like just the worst non-joke <laughs> back. And then I was like, I hate my life now. It is a bad life. Like I just like walked away like this is a nightmare. Because you spend hours in line waiting to meet yeah. somebody. And it's like, this is going to be good. Like something good is going to happen here. I, I probably thought of 20 things I wanted to say. And then, you know, just was like, like, it's just bad. I think you also tell me if you guys have this too. have, especially when you're younger and want to be in show business, but you aren't at all have this fantasy that somehow by getting my book signed by Candace Bushnell at Barnes and Noble, she's going to recognize that I'm somehow on her level and like yes. swoop me in. 
I actually had that that. feeling. It's just a feeling when you have the desire to perform and you don't, yeah, like you said, you have no connections to it. You have no idea like how it'll happen or whatever. Like you want, you want this thing. It feels like it's got to be, that's how it's going to happen. Like there's going to be this lucky moment where this person looks at you and they're like, you should come on tour with me or like whatever. And it's just insane. You should be my best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, oh my, there's just something about you. What if you said the funniest thing ever that like, there's no chance they'd want to hang out with you. Like it's just, <laughs> right. it's not going to happen. So right. that was you the tell funniest yourself. thing ever. Would you want to write for my show? Like yeah. that doesn't happen. I remember, do you know who the Creole triplets are? Mm-hmm. Two of them were on, um, saved by the bell. Oh, wait, I gotta look it up. Cause I probably, yeah. Know. Triplets. What, would, like, what were they on saved name. by the bell? <sighs> yeah. Give me some. Tori. What, huh? I, or maybe one of them was. Was there a Tori on Saved by the Bell? There was. Oh, yeah. But I, Ch- Tori, and she had a twin? Oh, you're right. Yes, yes she did. Oh, really? I, actually, I didn't I, know yes, that. yes, yes. And so she They're had actually triplets, but only two of them were on Saved by the Bell, which feels like you're really squandering the tripletness of them. But right. all three of them were in one of the parent trap movies. So yes. I was a young teen who really wanted to be in show business somehow. I read all the teen magazines and they were regularly featured in teen magazines. So I knew exactly who they were. So I was at South Coast Plaza with my mom and I saw one of them and I recognized her and she came nearby and I was, and I was excuse me, I'm like you're, you know, someone or whatever. Right. And she said, yes. And I'm like, Oh, I'm a fan. That's it. And she walked away. And my, my mom being like, you should ask her who her agent is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't thank God but again that was that fantasy of like somehow yes, it's one of the Creole out. triplets is gonna like jump me in to showbiz don't you I'm feel like being you- a t- like a triplet is like that's so 90s somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are the triplets I don't feel like triplets are getting like a lot of attention these days you really don't I don't think I know any triplets anymore there was I can't a, a, think of any there was a set in my high school the Creole triplets and that's it I don't think I've ever known any in real life no i don't think i have either and it's interesting because there's so much ivf now right which creates multiples maybe people are reducing i was wondering that yeah but that's that's triplets are i mean well also i feel like uh what's that show that kate goslin i mean i used to watch that show all the time um how many Johnny, johnny kate plus eight yeah she had six kids inside of her at one time that is like beyond carrying three that's, sounds insane that's like when you see have you guys seen those x-rays of pregnant dogs and it's just like all these little spines it looks no, like all these little fish skeletons oh yeah google like pregnant dog x-ray it's so it's kind of creepy <laughs> it makes I me does that happen with humans too like human x-rays no because well, don't they do don't x-ray. yeah they don't do x-rays of oh. human human pregnant bellies so you don't see the why bones is it a pan a dog oh my god I was about right? to say. it probably isn't really oh Ew. are you seeing lots of little bones in there yeah it looks like you know in a cartoon when like a, uh, an animal eats a fish and they put it in their mouth and they pull it out and it's just yeah. a skeleton classic like heathcliff <laughs> yes it's super weird i think we should do one of my classic segments that I always forget the name of, and yet I still refer to it as my signature segment. It's called Yes, Please or Oh, Please, where we discuss a controversial, non-controversial thing, and we give it a Yes, Please or an Oh, Please, and we have a little song. Is it Yes, Please? Give me some of that. Oh, oh, please. That's much crap. 
All right. I need to know how America, the world, and the people on the show today feel about something that I have strong feelings about. And Jackie, this you're going to have to go off of your memory of honey. Mm-hmm. The topic is honey. Are you going to give honey a yes, please, or an oh, please? I'll go first. Maybe it's not the most hosty thing, but I'll <laughs> go first. For me, honey is a definite oh, please. Uh, I like sweet things in general, but there's something about the taste. I don't know if I'm tasting a little bit of bee in there. There's something musky and gamey and off-putting about it. It almost smells like, and no one is going to relate to this. When I think of like velour, like old velour, it has a certain smell, which is similar to what the taste of honey. I don't mind like a honey mustard or something sweetened with honey, but actual honey, oh, pullies. I'm going to go next. I give it a yes, please, because really? I love honey. And I I am uh, right now, actually, right after we end this, I'm going to go make toast with peanut butter and honey on top because that is so good. And I um, I love I love honey in my tea. I like honey with cheese and nuts. Um, I'm very into it. Although, Jackie, I will give you um, I what, one thing I said last night that I'm afraid to even tell you because it kind of means I have to commit to it more is I was like, I kind of want to try being vegan for like a few weeks and just see. But I'm like afraid because I also have a big old slab of bacon in the fridge that I really want to eat. But I give it a yes, please, honey, please. I'm going to so go would... ahead and piggyback off Lauren and I'm going to okay. say yes, please as well. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, your, I'm... you're used to like it. I guess I should go with, oh, police, just because of, you know, our poor bees are being pillaged and uh, we need them to pollinate our crops. And that's a whole argument on for the vegan movement. But just in terms of actual honey, it, you can't beat it in tea. You can't beat it in tea. Mm. Yeah, you can. Um, it's called Splenda. <laughs> <laughs> Truvia. That's what I put in my tea now, is <laughs> Splenda. Yeah. And you're doing fine. Tony? I'll I'll even it out. I'm a little more on your side, Allison. I'm Thank I'm you. I'm not. I don't have like crazy strong feelings against it, but uh, like it could kind of go away, and I don't really think I would care. Like I don't. I never seek it out. But yeah, I'm the same way. Like agree. honey mustard I, I, and things like that are fine. I kind of forget about honey, but then when you said it, that's why I wanted the peanut butter honey toast really bad. But I I would never have thought to make that. But like honey on a spoon, would you be able to lick that and be okay with it? Yeah, I could do I that, would. but I don't want to. Whereas, yeah. like, I could, and I don't. I'm a, I'm a big artificial sweetener person, but sh- the taste of sugar doesn't bother me at all. But the taste of honey, there's some taste to it. Again, I think it might be the bees that I don't like. Do you think know. it's like bee, like, um, parts? Do you drink milk? Because milk is like pus of a cow. Like, you know Shut what I mean? Like, up. it is. <laughs> yeah. Appar- apparently, I like that. <laughs> that's more disgusting to me than honey I don't yeah i'm milk. just i'm just joking that it is the bees i don't know what it actually is it's just something some flavor in i actually i wish i didn't like milk i wish i didn't like eggs like i wish they and butter i wish that stuff didn't taste normal to me but it does i love it i mean i guess being a vegan though it's not about it not tasting normal it's about making a choice yes. so lauren you would go to veganism ahead of vegetarianism well, I kind of thought I should do vegetarian first. I'm like, I feel like I'm like 75% there. I, do, I really don't eat meat much at all. My yeah, husband same. is vegetarian, so that cuts out most of it because I don't, I cook for both of us and he cooks and whatever. So 
I usually don't cook meat at home. And since we've been doing this for like a couple months now, I've had very little meat for the past couple months. And I was thinking it's probably good for me to just stop with cheese. And I mean, like I like a lot of vegan cheeses already and I, I feel good when I eat vegan stuff. So it's not, it doesn't feel like a huge leap for me at this point. And that feels, and it feels like, um, something to do. Like, I think during quarantine, I keep setting myself these like couple week things that I'm doing. Like, I'll be like, okay, um, for two weeks, I'm going to exercise and for an hour every day. And then I'll do that. And I'm like, all right, that was cool. Kind of keep doing it. If I feel like it, whatever. But then the next two weeks I'll do something else. And it's giving me a task. I like checking things off. Wait, what are the other little thing? What are the other two week things you've done? I'm learning piano. And I was <gasps> really consistent about it for a bit, but I haven't been as much. But I, I'm using this app called Simply Piano, and we have a keyboard already that we've already had. And it's really fun. And I'm, I'm like playing chords and stuff. You guys are <gasps> nice. proud of me. Yeah, it's been That's cool. That's so cool. It's been cool. Um, but I haven't been as consistent with that as I would want to be. So even that and like reading, like things that I think are really fun but I don't, I like would rather, I end up scrolling on my phone instead of doing them. So I put a list together and hang it on the wall and then check off boxes and be like, every day do this once a day. And then it kind of helps me. Are you experiencing quarantine fatigue? Actually, I don't know what that really means. Um, are you loosening any of your uh, lockdown rules or anything like that? Um, oh, like with going out and stuff? Or um, with... Or like, you know, at the beginning, we were not doing um, food. No, we were doing grocery delivery, but not food delivery, although that's like almost the same. Um, We haven't done drive through, but maybe maybe that would be okay. We have, you know, I've seen friends twice now from like very far away, like that kind of stuff. I've had a couple of those um, far away things, which is kind of nice, but uh, yeah, and we at first were not ordering any food or or we were just going to the grocery store once a month, which we've still been doing. And I actually find it a little fun to go to the grocery store as long as you find one that's not... My, the one that I go to is just like kind of an off grocery store that like there's never a line and there's never mm-hmm. a lot of people there. And, um, you know, you get a little stone beforehand and then it's kind of like fun. <laughs> um, but... And then I just buy like, you know, $400 worth of stuff and then don't go back for another month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've... I've like calmed down a little bit mentally. I still am doing everything the same basically, but I'm just not having as much anxiety about it, which has been really a huge relief for me. Cause at first I was like crying all the time about this right. and I was so scared. And I still feel scared, but I'm just doing like, well, I'm doing everything I can. So I don't really want to loosen my, um, you know, grip on how on my, my plans right now. I don't really, I, I like, staying with a mask on walking outside I feel better when I come home after I wear the mask outside I feel Mm -hmm. like I didn't you know I was out for a power walk today for an hour and I saw probably 20 people and I would say only four of them had a mask on and it was really disturbing to me I was like the fuck are you doing it's a it's like a rule out in la they say you have to wear them in public spaces so i don't understand doing it i don't understand i'm just like wait don't you just feel better like knowing you didn't contaminate anyone you weren't contaminated and i really don't understand i really don't understand what's going on um our neighbor across the street i just talked about this on the monday show um our neighbor across the street their son graduated high school but of course there's no real graduation so it was like at seven o'clock everyone come out of their house and and he'll wear his cap and gown and we'll like you know have pots and pans and stuff so we came out to our driveway but everyone else was just in their driveway and it was basically just a party with very few masks 
And I like all these people, but I was just staring out my window, like flabbergasted, like, what is going on? Yeah. Is that just one big family? I don't think so. And it's really crazy, too, because I have relatives in Georgia, and they're like, it's it's like nothing happened here. They're just back to normal. So That's it's how really Texas is, too. I mean, scary. my parents got their hair done. My mom was at the nail salon when I called her on Mother's Day. Like, they're like, it never happened. It's I don't know what to, to make Are of they this. Are they scared? Like, Not at all. Really? So what? Why is that possible? Like it's just the different news outlets are are really painting a different picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it's it's horrifying. I mean, that's been our news. That's been our country. You know, it, the it's divide really scary. is so scary. Yeah, even and even down just, in Orange County, hair the hair salons are open again. I just I I do I really do hate that like we're making a virus political and that like when you go down the street, people are getting like tough about like not having a mask on. I'm like, yeah, this isn't cool. Like I just want everyone to be healthy. I don't, I don't want this to be happening, but I just want everyone to be okay. Is that like right. a weird stance? Am I like a liberal cuck? Cause I like want everyone to like be healthy and stay alive. <laughs> okay. Snowflake pussy. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bummer. How can you make that? <laughs> Can you pull that as an audio? <laughs> oh yeah, Tony, do you have uh, Jackie's drop oh, from last time? Shit, I, I shit. Do I have it ready? I I made it. I don't have any issues with an anus rise. <laughs> you guys, it was so nice having you on the show. Thank you so much. I would like to say hello and welcome to my new Patreon people: Rachel, Michelle, Carol, Aaron, and L A F or Laugh. Hello, welcome. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Listen to my other podcast, Childish. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. I am becoming active on YouTube again, so please smash that subscribe button, <laughs> youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Entire episodes of Childish are um, loaded up there and, uh, and other fun stuff. Jackie, uh, where do we find you and plug uh, anything you'd like to plug? Natch Butte every Thursday, beauty, comedy, skincare, self-care pod. Uh, what else? Jackie Michelle Johnson on Instagram. I'm going to be on Howard Stern wrap-up show on Friday. <gasps> Exciting. Um, so I might post like a picture in my underwear on my Instagram because I need to like get ready for the male gaze to hit me because every time I go on Howard, like I get all these male followers. Might be putting up an underwear photo today when this comes out. Uh, we'll see, uh, patreon.com slash Jackie Johnson. That's where it's all going down. I mean, my page, I've been having so much fun with my Patreon. And again, Allison, you were, you were the champion of me starting it. Um, so thank you for that. And, uh, let's get crazy. (laughs) And, uh, Lauren, same. Where do we find you? Plug what you'd like to plug. Uh, you can find me at Lauren Lapkus on Twitter and Instagram, and I regularly update what I'm doing. Um, and you can follow my Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus, and I'm doing improv podcasts and watch-alongs where you can sync me up with such films as A Goofy Movie or Rise of Skywalker or, <laughs> um, you know, there's a wide range of things happening. Listen to your Heart Bachelor content where I talk over the entire show and you can sync it up with the show on Hulu or DVR or whatever you do. Um, cause I love to talk over TV and I feel like everyone's alone and bored and lonely. And so it feels kind of fun. Like you're hanging out. So that's been a fun thing for me. And I also am planning to, um, start live streaming my animal crossing play on Twitch. So I got all the stuff I need for that. So look out for that and watch the wrong Missy on Netflix. How do you record a talk along? 
With the I, movie. I start the movie and then I have it on low at home and I have the subtitles on and then mm. my microphone is good. It's probably the same as what you guys have. And so it doesn't pick up the, the what's going on, on the TV. And then I count down. I tell them where to start them. What, you know, how many seconds in I'm at and then three, two, one, go. Let's do it. And it seems like it's working out. People are nice. We're ha- responding positively. Wonderful. Anybody can watch a movie with Lauren. That sounds yeah. like a delight. <laughs> Tony, what about you? Nice. Uh, I was also going to say, Lauren, I love newcomers, by the way. Thank you. I forgot they, to plug newcomers. Yes. My podcast with Nicole Byer, where we watch Star Wars for the first time. And wow, it's been interesting. So please check that out. It's been real fun. I I have Thank a you. bird in Star Wars canon named after me. Just saying, if you need wow. somebody sometime. Where is uh, that? <laughs> It's actually in it's what? in a book. There's no, there's, it's not in a movie. It's in one of the books. But uh, it's still canon. Yeah, very exciting for me. Um, but yes, so put that in your Raya profile, sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram, and my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. And that's about it right now. Do you? I know we're ending, but do you think there's any? Is there someone out there where if they knew the canon thing, they would get excited about that and want to date you more? I think so. for me, if I had a boner, that would kill it. Yeah, see, here's here's where I'm at. I would have said that before that might kill it. Now I've watched all of Star Wars and I'm like, I want to fucking be in Star Wars. So <laughs> No, it's cool I think that that's cool that. as shit. I think yeah. that's just a cool, fun, interesting fact. Like, why yeah. not? Okay, now I feel bad. Like I shit on your good, cool, interesting fact. No, no, but no. Hey, this you is still have Star a gold Wars. record. It's yeah. very polarizing. Okay. <laughs> sure. uh, you guys, thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Also, I'm on Cameo. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.